0: It's not just strong in your muscles and strong in your movement on the mat, it's strong everywhere. This is Yoga Strong, with your host, Bonnie Weeks. Y'all, I have a story about something that happened for the first time ever. And I'm going to begin by saying sometimes an advanced yoga practice looks like something different every time you come to the mat. And perhaps an advanced yoga practice is not doing a handstand. And sometimes people use, you know, hashtag the fancy poses, the fancy things. And I I don't know if a handstand is fancy or not. It's different than standing on your feet. It might take a different sort of attention and skill and strength and, and awareness. But I don't know. I'm not sure if fancy is a word that I prefer to call any sort of pose um, because everybody's body is so different and it's very subjective of what is fancy to one person. and could be very regular to another person. So if we reframe this and say an advanced yoga practice is one where you come to the mat and you're very thoughtful and paying attention to the things that you might not just want to do, but need to do and where you pay attention to how you feel uh, the difference between pain and discomfort, the difference between play and work and where they meet and All of that said, (laughs) I was at a friend's class this past week and this class was a gentle restorative class. And the thing that I did for the first time whatever was walk out of a class. And as a teacher, I have had people walk out of my classes before. I remember the very first time somebody walked out of a class, it was a small studio. And there was like eight people in the class. And eight people was actually a great number for that studio space. And there was somebody right front and center. (laughs) Two rows, four people in each row sometimes we could squeeze five across depending on like the flow that I was teaching um, rather than putting three rows in and there was somebody who was right in the front and middle and you know set up the class and we're there together and and this person walked out and if you're a teacher maybe you've had this experience and if you're not a teacher and you're listening here then maybe you've walked out of a class or maybe you've observed somebody walk out of class and I just I'm just here to tell you that it's okay And this first person that walked on my class, uh, it's a little bit disruptive when it's front and center as a teacher, but you kind of just take a moment and regroup. And you know, that person, I was like, Hey, is everything okay? Um, I took a minute, I put everything, everybody in down dog. And I went and said like, you know, just checked in with her. So this is a, you know, again, small studio. And she's like, yeah, this is, isn't the yoga that, um, that I'm, like to practice. And I was like, okay, like fair. And so this idea that it's not, it's not about you as a teacher. And uh, whether you're a teacher of yoga, or of something else, or whatever else you do, you know, there's going to be people who don't like your style. And perhaps it's not even about liking it. But that particular moment, and that particular day, they need something else. So with that, I walked out of my first yoga class this this past week, and it was my friend's class. And there's something really powerful about supporting other people in the things that bring them joy, and the things that they do well, and the things that they're passionate as hell about. And be able to show up for another teacher's yoga class and participate, and to glean their their knowledge into have the experience of the way that they hold space and and the attention that they give and the care that they give and the love that they pour into uh, an experience like that is really impactful for me to have the opportunity to experience and and to witness. And so I'm there and I'm currently still in the process of healing my back and my left SI joint. And the pain that kind of the nerve pain, everything that runs down my, my left leg. And this was an early class, like early, like, you know, 9am. So not like crazy early, but something that really helps me feel good is in the morning. I often have a bit of pain in the morning as I'm getting out of bed and laying down on my back is quite hard to go right back to after having been in bed. So I need some movement, I need to go for a walk, I just need to be up and wiggle and do interesting sorts of movements with my hips. And this class as it was a restorative class, um, and kind of just slow exploration class, you know, they eventually got to their feet and whatnot. Um, but it began, it began laying down it began in some twisting and all these things which really we think of like oh lay down on the mat like that's going to be that's going to be easy we we got that and and i could not i could not and that particular morning i was feeling quite a bit of pain and there was part of me that was feeling emotional about not being able to just be there like i couldn't do a supine twist i like the my sacrum where your SI joints are and where your sacrum connects to your your pelvis on the back side of your body um that part rests on the mat when you're laying down and that does not uh, feel very awesome to me and so i I rolled over i was on my hands and shins i was on my belly and i just i needed to do some um, hip flexor stretches or stand up and wiggle and you know, there can be a whole kind of conversation about, you know, people doing their own things within a class and, you know, wherever the teacher is and what the teacher is doing, you know, do you totally go rogue and not do what the teacher is doing? And, and I've heard from a lot of teachers who, who say that they really don't like it. If you're going to come to a class, then do what the teacher is, is guiding you to. And I have a mixed opinion on that. One, yeah, like come to class and and come and and flow through what I'm sharing with you. but also it's like it's almost always like an invitation in every class to kind of personalize your practice. And I have a whole a whole program called Flow Foundation, where it's personalizing your practice and i I have that hosted in studio B my my online. Uh, my online studio, and you don't have to be the online studio in order to to purchase that and to to move through that. It's thirty five bucks. It's fourteen lessons. It's really powerful. I'll link it in the show notes. So there's a lot of ways to personalize your practice, and that's usually an encouragement. But to one hundred percent do something different is is sometimes a thing that is is hard. And as a yoga teacher, I hear other yoga teachers uh, kind of talking about this. And I once had somebody in my class who was set up in the back corner and is is a larger room, larger class size. It was in the back corner and he would go to the class before mine and then he would stay for the class after mine. Not after after mine. He would go to the class before mine and then stay for my class. And my class was an hour and a half long. So it was a longer class after he had done an hour long class and a break between and there's a lot of yoga. And so he would sometimes do maybe like half of it and then he would just be doing other things but he was in the back corner and he was just he wasn't trying to be disruptive and and I recalled that there were some teachers who who were expressing some frustration with this individual and I had actually I, I was listening you know I had heard them and and I, I told them I was like well actually I, I went in I, I Talk to this person, and I had I had gone up to him, and I was like asking him about class, and I said nothing about him doing his own thing. I just went to say hi. I went to meet him. I went to learn his name, and as I was talking to him, he just by his own free will told me about his experience with yoga, and was um, a little bit older and. Had an accent, and so it um, it it seemed like again. I have not. I cannot verify this, but the English was perhaps not his first language, and he said, "You know, I like to come to your class because some classes move so fast that by the time that I understand what I need to do, then we're already done doing it. And you have enough repetition in your class." that even if I don't get it, or I'm trying to understand it, that you're repeating it enough times that then I can jump into it and try it out. And again, it's not about us as teachers and, and Perhaps somebody just needs a practice space. And and does this mean that, that maybe front and center, if you're 100% going to do your own thing, like should you set up there? It, that feels a little bit disruptive for a whole class where you're actually coming to like follow a guide. So set up in the back corner. If you feel like you need the energy of like a whole group, you know, then do that. And if you're listening to this and you're somebody who needs that space and needs to do it talk to the teacher ahead of time, let them know that you're going to follow along with it. And you might be throwing in some random things and express gratitude for the space, like share a why. And if you're a teacher, like just the open mindedness of like, it's not about you and perhaps asking more questions. And, and not going right to maybe the obvious of like, why aren't you following me in class? Like maybe it's asking other questions first instead. And just a little bit of like kind of generosity of like us not knowing what, what's going through people's heads. Because I was in this class with my friend. And I needed to get up and wiggle. And the whole class was laying down. And I could have gone over and like wiggled and stood up in a corner. But there was something about me like I know that like there's some distraction in that way if everybody else was laying and having this really slow breath it was a really quiet room then I I was ready to be whimpering (laughs) and and you know this is this is sad bonnie moment because I was I was I was in quite a bit of pain and I was had tears on my face and I was quietly just crying. And there's part of it that was, I don't want to use the word shame. It's not a shame. I just, I think I just felt really bad because I wanted to support my friend and she's a hell of a good teacher. And I didn't want to leave. I didn't want her to feel like I, I wasn't there to be with her and, and for her. And And also I like my body, like my 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 soul, my heart, my head, like I could not be there. I had to get up and move. I had to get up and move. Like there was there was kind of no other option in in, inside of me. And so she was guiding around the room and then she was walking kind of towards me and I was I was kind of doing a half kneeling everybody else is like laying down in some twisted position and like I have tears running down my face and I just have my hand on my heart and I just look at her and I told her I was like I have to go and I I just mouthed it quietly and and she just like looked at me and you know just very graciously like nodded and acknowledged me and then I quietly left and And then I just went into the bathroom and I just sobbed for a second. (laughs) Oh, y'all, it's a lot. It's a lot. It was a big moment. And then I just went outside and um, because she was my ride as well. And so like, I just walked around for the rest of that hour and then i came back and cleaned up and had a conversation she's like oh we got up at the end you know she's like i tried to design this and i was like i totally got it and i was like and and she totally understood where i was at and like i i want i wanted to be there i wanted to be there and and i could not and i had to be where i needed to be and it had nothing to do with her as a teacher, it's not about you as a teacher. Wherever a student arrives from in their own lives, it's, it's about them. And as a teacher, we're there to support them and to guide them and help them live their best lives. And we do that by guiding through movement, through intention setting, storytelling, through breath, through stillness, through an invitation and a welcome. And it's not about us as a teacher. And my friend was such an excellent example of that, so gracious because I walked out of the room and it wasn't an attack on her and it wasn't, had, didn't have anything to do with her skill or her worthiness to be in the room. It just had to do with, it wasn't the place that I needed to be. And so now I am a person who has walked out of a yoga class. (sighs) And I remember once when I was driving a big pot of white bean chicken chili (laughs) to the elementary school. And for some reason, I decided to fill it like all the way up to the top. But then I had to drive it there and it was sitting on the floor of my passenger side seat. And I had to turn corners and go over train tracks. And I was like, what was I thinking? Because I was going like 20 miles an hour under the speed limit. And if you've ever gone <laughs> been driving behind somebody who's going so slow, you're like, what the hell? Like, why are we doing this, right? So in that moment, I was that person. And it was a whole, you know, the school's fairly close to my house, but it was a whole new mindset. So now when I'm stuck behind somebody who has who is going underneath the speed limit, like so much, right? if they're going 20 miles under the speed limit, I'm like, okay, what's happening? And I'm like, you know what? They have a pot of chili in their car. That's what's happening. They just have a pot of chili. And, and like, if they drive faster, it's going to spill all over the car. It's going to smell terrible. There's going to be like mold and like, th- this is going to be a bad situation. So it's going to be okay. Like, I'll be here for a sec and then they'll turn and I'll be fine. So <laughs> in that same way, it's the same, Right. If, as a teacher, somebody walks out of my class, like maybe they're in a lot of pain that they're not telling me about. Maybe that pain is in their body. maybe it's maybe it's something else. Maybe they got some news that was really heavy, and they had a plan to be there, but plans change. And in that moment, they needed something else. And my opportunity as a teacher is to hold space, however, somebody arises and it it's not my job to control the way they arrive. They arrive. I just said it arises They arrive it is not my, my, my job to control how they arrive or how they leave, but it is only my, in my control to hold that experience and a space for them to find the freedom to move in any direction. And sometimes that direction might be to leave the classroom and get something else that they need. And sometimes it's so hard for us to say no to something that we have said yes to. And it's an easy way for us to shame ourselves and to say that we're not worthy and the no's are not celebrated as much. But in this experience, like my no of that moment was celebrated because then I could, I could move in my body. I was stuck. I couldn't move. Everything hurt. I needed to find freedom to move. And my, my friend held that space for me so I could find it in the way that I needed it. That is the gift of an excellent teacher. And if we think again back to an advanced practice, handstands are not something that I am doing right now. Handstands at other times have been easy for me. Right now in this current moment, I don't feel secure enough in what my body is is providing me in order to hold that. And so it has nothing to do with the shape though. It has everything to do with the attention. And, and the advanced practice is, is the attention that you're giving and the intention that you're moving with. And that was my advanced practice is be able to look at myself and say, what do you need? And then to give myself that. And sometimes maybe that's 52 handstands. And sometimes that maybe that's walking out of a class. And I think regardless of what it looks like from student to student, as a teacher, I receive the opportunity to give grace to every single person that comes into my class and to allow them to find the freedom to move in any direction that they feel called to do and it, ooh it's making me emotional because that's what i've found in yoga. And as a yoga strong podcast where we talk about yoga and strength and really we're going to keep on exploring that dynamic this year that like this is it. Like this is it. And i have found this permission in myself and in my body and in my mindset and in my ability to move because of this practice. And I'm grateful for it. I'm grateful for the people that hold space and for the opportunity that I continually have to learn how to do the same as I observe people like my friend holding space for me. And as I observe those people that might have white bean chicken chili in their car, and I can practice the patience and give others the benefit of the doubt and expect they are showing up the best that they can. And that is all. That is all that I'd ever want. And it really then drops me into a place of gratitude and abundance. And that is expansive. (sighs) Breathe with me, yeah? Inhale. And exhale. Thank you for being here with me. Thank you for celebrating your nose even when you might've said a yes. Thank you for finding your freedom to move in whatever direction that means that you need to move today. Thank you for showing up. Thank you for being, being weird Being interesting, not worrying about being perfect because perfect is boring. And what the hell does that even mean? Thank you for being your version of strong and truly then moving in a way that makes you feel most alive. Because if you're doing these things, it is expanding you and it is serving all the people around you. And we need you and thank you.